You're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. Now, here's the OTI guys. Hi guys, you're very welcome along to the Week 5 Preview Show. Column a lot of teams needing to get a win on the board in Week 5. It is a quarter of the way through the season now. A lot of teams needing to get wins on the board. And you're talking, DJ, about the Week 5 Preview Show on the Week 4 Recap Show. We didn't get to talk about the New England Patriots games that was on the Monday night game. We both predicted a win for New England and we were both very wrong. Is that a game that you want to talk about at the start of the show or is that a game you want to bypass and you're just looking forward a bit like Bill Belichick, you're looking forward to Cincinnati? Yes, Colin, we both were wrong on the result, but I was right that the Patriots would be top off the AFC East going into week five and probably will remain there for weeks six through to the Super Bowl. Has to be something, DJ, a bit worrying. You know, you've kept strong throughout, but uh, has to be a little bit worrying seeing some of the signs that's going on at the moment with New England. Has the season started off the way I'd like? No. Are we doing better than quite a lot of teams? And a lot of teams would probably like to be in the position that the Patriots are in. A lot of people, you know, including myself, didn't think the Chiefs would be as good as they were last week. But these things happen, and as I've said on numerous times, it's all about getting into the playoffs, and then you can worry about pretty football after that. Yeah, it's uh, obviously that there is very true, Deeds, and that's something that you have been saying week in, week out here, and you said it last season too, and you were proven right over the course of the season. They made that run into the playoffs and almost got back to the Super Bowl. But uh, it's just some of the stuff. I've, I was talking up their uh, defence at the start of the season, even after the first few weeks, but it's uh, it's not looking all that uh, good at the moment and just a lot of problems DJ on uh, the offensive side of the ball both running the ball and Tom Brady looked a little bit kind of I don't know he looked lost for words almost after the game when I seen his interview during the week but um, I'm sure a lot of work will be put in but you're going up against Cincinnati now they're coming off their bye week and we'll be talking about the game a little bit later you know they're they're in my opinion one of the strongest teams in the NFL at the moment so we'll, we'll talk more about that game later DJ but uh, I'm sure you're hoping that this week can be a W on the board for the New England Patriots, and just as we start the show, as always, DJ, we want to give a plug out to our pals over there at Last Word on Sport. Check out their fantastic website, it is lastwordonsport.com. They have you covered, as I mentioned here, DJ, on every show for all sports, and check them out on Twitter as well, at Last Word on Sport. The new radio network's going from strength to strength, and you can find our show up there each and every week, so check that out on their site as well, that's the Last Word on Sport radio network. Just want to give a quick thank you to Nuola Jerseys who ran the competition with us last weekend for that customised Overtime Ireland jersey. Cockney Pirate 72 was the winner of that competition and we've been in touch with him. That jersey is going to be sent out to him via Nuola Jerseys this week. And just a thank you to them for running that competition. A fantastic, fantastic company they are. Check them out if you have a team, you know, be it basketball, be it American football. You need to get your team kitted out. Go over and check out Nuola Jerseys. Twitter handle that is at Nuola underscore jerseys and you can find out their website is nuola.co.uk that is n-u-o-l-a so well worth a check out if you have a team that you need to get kitted out and just a fantastic group of guys running a, a very good company there in the UK so thanks again Nuola jerseys DJ I'm going to go in now to start the game previews and I'm going to do that with Ernest Biner former NFL running back and Super Bowl champion and coach the number of players who play in the National Football League at the moment so I'm going to talk to him a little bit about stuff involving all of that and I'll be joining you again after that then DJ to preview all the rest of the week 5 games so let's go into that there and let's start the game previews right now Want to know who's going to win every NFL game this weekend? It's time for the OTI Weekend Preview Joined back on the podcast now by Super Bowl winning running back Ernest Biner, won that Super Bowl with the Washington Redskins in 1992, but he's also the, the first ever inductee of the Baltimore Ravens Ring of Honor, and we had him on a few months ago, but it's a great pleasure to have him back on the show. Thanks again for joining us, Ernest. Absolutely, Colin. Thanks for having me back, man. I mentioned uh, you won the Super Bowl uh, playing as a running back, obviously. You've coached a number of running backs around the National Football League. But one of the things I was keen to ask you on as we start uh, this little talk is uh, the value of running backs and how some of the teams have kind of you know, devalued that position. How have you felt about that over the years as the, the position has seemed to be devalued? Yeah, they, it, it, it seems to be it, the rules have changed a lot for the, in, in favor of the passing game. But the reality is, 
a lot of teams have found out that you have to, you have to be able to run the ball to be successful in this league. I mean, you, you look at what happened last year in the in the Super Bowl with uh, with Seattle and and um, and and, uh, and Denver. If you when you look at that, you know you you could see the team that was that was the, the most physical. It was the team that actually came out with uh, with with uh, with the win, and the running back position was the most physical position uh, on on the field. And but also, you know, you look at how they they stopped their passing game by jumping on their their receivers and 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 beating them up. You know, so the more the more dominant teams. Uh, are the ones that that are going to be the ones that will be most successful, and the most dominant team is the team that can run the ball. We're not going to talk about their situations off the field, but uh, certain teams obviously have uh, lost their running backs this season with Ray Rice and Adrian Peterson. The running backs that have taken over, kind of a running back by committee situation there, both in Baltimore and in uh, Minnesota, has that there, though, yeah. in a way, almost devalued the position as well as you have two superstar running backs and, you know, you have these three guys coming in now kind of on both teams to take over that position and it kind of makes you think that these guys were plugged in and can play in that role? Well, you know, you you do look at the guys that have taken over the positions uh, of Ray Rice and Adrian Peterson. Those guys are definitely gifted. They're, they're definitely gifted. Um, they... Have they, they, you know, they, they're not guys that are just, just guys off the street. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. These guys had some, some good college careers, uh, but also they're, they're guys that have had some production in the league. So, um, you, you, you still got to have guys that have the ability to make, make the plays. I mean, you, 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 you look at, you know, they're at the, the offensive line, you look at the systems that the guys are playing in. But you also look at the guys, and you also recognize that these, these guys are just not Joe Blows that are that are off the street. So yeah, in a way, that can be looked at as devaluing the position because you look like you can just plug guys in. But you also have to look at the guys that are you know who's coaching them, how they're being coached, and also the system that they're being playing in. Speaking of coaching running backs, you have uh, after you retired from playing the game, you had a kind of you had a very successful period of coaching with a number of different teams around the National Football League, including the Ravens, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the and the Buccaneers, in more recent times. But one of those players uh, playing with the Buccaneers, Doug Martin, had a, a kind of injury hit start to the season, finished last season with an injury. He got a touchdown last week. Uh, do you think there's bright times ahead for Doug, or you know, there's kind of been talk about uh, Bobby Rainey kind of stepping there as well to maybe a, a two-headed backfield? How do you think Doug will go for the rest of the season? I, I just, uh, I just hope more than anything that he he stays healthy. Yeah. Because if you're not available, then you can't you can't use the other abilities that you that you have. You know, a lot of times they say the the running back's best ability is availability, and you know he he has to be able to stay healthy. So hopefully, that injury part that he has had, you know, that he went through last year and the early part of this year, is kind of a fluke thing. You know, Doug is a is a freak. Um, I mean, he he has a whole bunch of skills. His his mind is probably the, the strongest attribute that he has. So uh, you know, hopefully, you know, getting past this injury bug and you know Bobby Rainey, you know, actually being able to step in and have you know, uh, a degree of success. But with that being the case, that can be a motivating factor for Doug and actually make him go in and actually play at a higher level. Starting this season, Rashid Jennings, who you had down in Jacksonville, um, got his chance up with the Giants and moved up there in the offseason. And he's looked very, very good so far for them. He's really been their bell cow. He's getting a, a huge amount of carry so far. We mentioned Doug Martin and yeah. his, his injuries. We'd be hoping that... Rashid will uh, stay healthy as well as you know t- having so many carries and taking so many hits can can take a toll on you over a long hard season. But he's he's done well so far, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm uh, I'm not surprised by by what he's been able to do because you know he's uh, you know he, his his pedigree was good coming out of Liberty University. But when he when he got to Jacksonville, I think being under being under uh, Maurice and. Uh, being able to learn from Maurice, but then, then you know, also when I was able to to be able to kind of kind of touch him a little bit and uh, and give him some of the basic stuff that 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 I was able to give him, I believe 
that his maturity level going from, from Jacksonville to Oakland to the Giants, his maturity level off the field has really, really shown really shown in his interviews. You look at his interviews, you can see a poised, confident, and a guy who has actually developed himself into a leader. I, I'm I'm really I'm really proud of the things that I've seen from him as a player, but even more so his development as a leader on that on the on the team that looks like it started to to turn the corner. A number of those players, obviously you mentioned a few in there that you've coached. We're going to talk about another player you've coached, and that's uh, Chris Johnson. And, um, we're going to talk about his game coming up the weekend. They're playing the San Diego Chargers, who have been very good against the run this year. Down in San Diego, how do you think the Jets will fare? They're having a, a few problems on offense this season. Yeah, the, the thing that's going, to, that, that's going to hold the Jets in is, is, is that, that front four, the front seven, actually, that, uh, that they have. Um, their, their question mark has, has continually been the secondary, and uh, right. you know hopefully they can you know, get some of those things uh, uh, ironed out. The other thing that's question mark is quarterback. You know what, what are they going to do at the, at the quarterback position if, uh, if 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 he if he struggles? You know are they going to put Michael Vick in? Or do they have a quick look on it? Um, it seems like they're right now they're saying all the right things. The quarterback is saying the right things. Vick is saying the right things. Um, but is, is aren't they going to be able to actually put this thing together? Because if they lose, if they lose another game, you know, you, you're looking at you know a lot of you know a lot of question marks that will will start to prop up about this team. Can they can they put together a charge to get into the playoffs? Will they will they insert Michael Vick? I mean, so it's there's so many things that that are going on with that team that has to be answered in short order, and hopefully. You know, Ivory and 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 CJ will get the will will, will be able to actually kind of take a little bit of that pressure off of the off of the young quarterback and make it where he can make some plays and they can get the run game going to to actually contribute. Kind of like uh, San Francisco did this past week with Frank Gore. You know, handed him the ball. I, I, I can't remember exactly how many times, but twenty something. It was it was like twenty two, twenty three times where he was able to actually help them control the game. That's the kind of game plan that, that the Jets need to have in this, this particular weekend, and also production this particular weekend you know, against the uh, Chargers. Doug's got a tough game this week heading to New Orleans to take on, on the Saints. How do you think they're going to fare down there? Obviously the Saints have had a tough start to the year, and uh, they'll be really looking to bounce back here. Yeah, yeah, you, 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 got, uh, you got two teams there. That are actually looking to kind of they, they need they need a victory. Both, yeah, both in division victory. too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and um, you got again they they're they're in a similar position, you know, as the Jets are. They if, if they lose another game, if either one lose another game, that's again there's going to be some more questions about you know what you know what you know what what's the season going to be? How is the season going to be? What's the answers that that, that you know? It, it'll be more questions than answers. So. Uh, it's a crucial game for both of both of those teams. Um kind of feel like um um New Orleans might be, you know, headed toward they they got a little bit little bit better pedigree because of what they've done over the last couple of years, you know, and they they might be the team to kinda of watch, but if uh if, if they can get off to a to a fast start, then I think they'll have a chance against New Orleans. And the New York Giants are hosting the Atlanta Falcons this week, and the Falcons sometimes have trouble on the road, but the Giants will be looking to try and control the, the time of possession with your man, and that is Rashid Jennings. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, to watching that one. I, 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 uh, I know the defensive line coach for the, uh, for, the, for the Falcons, Brian Cox, and I know he's going to have those guys juiced up uh, and ready to play to yeah. Especially and, after and last week, to try to, yeah, yeah, try and, and slow and slow this slow this guy down. Um, but but you know Eli and you know he he's got a little groove with the tight end. If you got a good tight end that you can go to in a, in, a, in, in your offense, and you have a good running game to, to go along with that, that makes the game so much easier. So mm-hmm. I, I'm looking for I'm looking for the Giants to really continue continue on their uh, their path. 
Yeah, they've been really improving over the last few weeks, and I think the the Giants will just yeah. get the win there. Two year former teams, yeah. one as a player and one as a coach. The the Browns are facing the Titans this week. The Titans have had a very very tough few weeks of it, and now the the Browns are coming off their bye week. Uh, how do you how do you see this one yeah. going? Do you think uh, the team you yeah. played for or the team you coached for is going to get the win? <laughs> yeah, um, I'll actually be at that game. Probably. Okay. That's uh, yeah, we. Um, we're in that we actually live outside of Nashville, and um, you know the Browns are coming in. I'm actually doing some uh, an appearance at you know for the alumni, not the alumni, the uh, Browns backers that that are here in this area. Um, I'm looking for the Browns to actually uh, to, to take this game because uh, again, you know the the Titans, they they the coach actually said that he didn't think the team was as good as he initially thought it was. So. That's not necessarily good when yeah, you you got the coach thing. that. <laughs> uh, no, no, you know, you, uh, I mean, what does that say to my players? Yeah. Now, in, in some ways, that could be looked upon as motivation, but in other, and, but if you if you look at it from some players' perspective, they they have some doubts about actually the leadership at this point. I think the Browns' leadership in Penton is really poised. He's a poised guy. They got a they got a good system. They got the, they got the backs that that are doing good, Crow, Crowell and West. But they're also getting paid back, which takes pressure off of Hoyer. Their defense is good. I, I, I like you. Know, I like how their defense is playing. Uh, they have a young coaching staff, and sometimes the young, young coaching staff goes through a, a little bit of a, a growth, growth growth process. And I think that will we'll take the, the, the first four games or the, the, the first initial games, the first three games as a as a step in a stepping stone and, and get this team ready to go play. I think I'm I'm feeling pretty good about what the Browns can do. Yeah, I think the Browns will win this one too. And you just mentioned there uh, Terrence West. I read an article where you talked with him prior to the draft and gave him some tips. Have you kept a close eye, being a, a Browns alum, have you kept a close eye on him and talked to him since he went to the Browns organization? Uh, yeah, matter of fact, um, when when I heard that he he hadn't passed the conditioning test, um, I texted him and I text we we text back and forth a little bit there, um, trying to trying to give him some motivation and trying to encourage him to be a leader as opposed to waiting on somebody else to lead the team. Even even though he was a rookie, he has the talent to be able to go out and make plays for that team. If he if He'll be humble. If he'll humble himself and work at it, listen to Wilbur Montgomery. Wilbur Montgomery has been there for a while. Matter of fact, I, the, the the game when they they played Baltimore uh, two weeks what, uh, two weekends ago, um, it was I saw him come off the field and him he and Wilbur kind of was, was it looked a little bit frictional. I put it that way. Right. I didn't like that. You know, I, I, I as a rookie as any type of you know, especially as a rookie. You know, I mean, you you you're humble. I mean, you you it's a lot to learn. It's a lot to it's a lot for you to to do. So I'm looking for him to actually be humble, to keep working because he has the talent. Now, does he have the mindset? Does he have the mentality to go out there and be the leader that the team needs when they need it? And uh, just the last question to finish up, Ernest. There's a, a number of talented running backs. Obviously, we talked about some of them playing in the league at the moment. Uh, have you uh-huh. seen anyone since the start of the season that uh, you would class up there as the the very very top in the in the league at the moment? Maybe Demarco Murray or Alfred Morris both playing particularly well. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, the, you know, Demarco Murray has uh, has the, the greatest amount of yards. He has the most yards right now. Yeah. Uh, and to me, he's playing the best ball. The thing that what that was hurting Demarco, and I, I wrote an article about this was that he was turning the ball over. The first three games, he had three fumbles yeah. in each game. He had, a, he had a fumble in each game. And the thing that I would encourage him to do is to, to make sure you take care of that ball because you don't want it to come down to where it really hurts. You, you give up a ball late in the game where it really hurts, similar to what I did. I, I, I don't want him to live through that. Now, if he protects the ball, he's by, he's by four. Well, not by four. He, he's the best back in the league right now. My initial prognosis of that after after week three was I, I thought the uh, Pittsburgh running back was the best back. Yeah, Bell. He seemed like he he came in. Yeah, Bell came in with in the best shape. He came in playing the best ball. He was working with his lineman the best. He was the best in the passing game. He was the overall best back for me 
over the first three weeks. Now, with, with DeMarco doing what he did this past weekend, it showed me that he has some pride about, about himself, that he wants to actually help this team get to that, get to that proper plan, which is the Super Bowl, which, you know, Jerry Jones is all about. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, that's for sure. Just uh, thought there's uh, coming to the end of our interview now, Ernest, and I uh, just want to thank you very much once again for coming on. I would encourage all the listeners to check you out on Twitter. It's at eBiner, that's B-Y-N-E-R, and anyone that has any questions regarding running backs, any of the players we mentioned that Ernest has coached or anything to do with Ernest's career, just uh, be sure and give him a tweet because he is very good at answering all the, all the questions on Twitter. Thanks once again, Ernest. All right, I appreciate you, man. Hi, I'm Delaney Walker, tight end for the Tennessee Titans, and you listen to Overtime Ireland. So that was me and Ernest previewing a few games there, talking about some of the guys that he was involved with around the National Football League, playing in the game at the moment, particularly the running back position where he has so much knowledge, so much information about that position. DJ, a few other games here that we're going to go through, take you through the rest of the slate of games. So which game, DJ, do you fancy going through first? I'm going to start off with one of the... More exciting games in week five, and that's the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Denver Broncos. Cardinals currently 3-0, and the Broncos 2-1 and on the season. Will the Cardinals be 4-0 and or 3-1, and Colin? I have to say, DJ, I think this is going to be a win for the Broncos up in Mile High Stadium. Both teams coming off that bye week, and we've seen the situation of quarterback for the Cardinals. Drew Stanton looks to be at the moment in line to start there. Carson Palmer's having a lot of issues with that nerve in his shoulder and you know he's going to rehab it now. The word came out on Thursday that he's not going to undergo surgery for the moment, going to continue to rehab it, but it has to be worrying. It's one of those things, it's not like a, a muscular injury or a you know a tent or that where you have a kind of set time scale. It's really up in the air as to when he return. It's a case of he could feel good all week in training, go on the Sunday morning and it just doesn't fire up for him and he, he just can't throw the ball. So real issue for a quarterback, DJ, if you just can't throw the ball, uh, you know, being a quarterback, that's the main part of your job so I think uh, we're going to see Drew Stanton starting here and I think although people think it's a big uh, downgrade I think he has uh, quite a bit to offer this team but I think it is definitely a downgrade from Carson Palmer and what he's been doing but I think overall these are going up to Mile High Stadium it's a it's a tough place to go it's a loud stadium as I mentioned on a number of podcasts and obviously they have a distinct home field advantage there being up so high Mile High being the name they're high up from sea level and you know it can be harder to get oxygen into your lungs and so on and so forth there so I think we're going to see Peyton Manning having the bye week to prepare the whole team having the bye week to prepare the Wes Welker back you know Demarius Thomas is coming off he played in each of his uh, each of the games this season but he's coming off uh, an injury where his foot and ankle just wasn't 100% so I think he'll be in a little bit better condition after this bye week and uh, I can see uh, a win here for the Denver Broncos probably in the region of seven to ten point win for them. I think they'll uh, win it, win it quite convincingly. Yeah, Colm, I have to agree. I think the Broncos will probably get the win in this game, but it's going to be a close one. But then again, we said the Patriots would beat the Chiefs in a close game, so <laughs> we have to start getting some of these picks right eventually, DJ, don't we? Well, Colm, I'm going for a thing. A sh- sure bet this week if anybody wants to put their house their car <laughs> anything else on it this is absolutely my ota lock off the season i don't think there's going to be any more of a certain bet other than the pittsburgh steelers taking on jacksonville this week sorry stevie howland but jacksonville 0 and 5 yeah, poor Stevie there DJ we bet him last week in uh, the ota dynasty league and now you're giving him a big shot here but I think, DJ, this game's not quite as uh, signed off as you think. So anyone there, DJ, maybe put out a little disclaimer. Don't be putting your house on the line just quite yet. I uh, I think this game could be a little bit closer than you think. Obviously, Steelers upset last week by the Buccaneers. I think they're looking quite good in offense, although Le'Veon Bell didn't do a great job last week running the ball. But I think he'll be having a bounce back week this week for the Steelers. I think Big Ben and Antonio Brown will continue to link up. And Heath Miller was starting to get involved a bit last week as well. I do agree that the the Steelers should win this game heading to Jacksonville and I think Blake Bortles will uh, start to move the ball a little bit more on offense. I think the Jaguars will put up some points but I think uh, not as much of a certainty as maybe you think it is but uh, I think the Steelers will still win but I'm going to give it in the range of a you know a four point win till a till a ten point win in that margin but uh, DJ you could be right as well just uh, don't want to be betting my house on the Pittsburgh Steelers and I know we joke each and every week about certain teams 
going the season, losing every game. And last year at this time, did you remember how bad the Jaguars were going? They finished off quite strong down the stretch and picked up a number of wins. It's unrealistic, really, to think that some of these teams are going to go 0-16. and 16. I know it is a possibility, but even these poor teams like the Raiders are playing very poor at the moment. The Jags are playing poor. At some stage, they're going to pick up a win. It's going to be a shock win. We didn't see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting that win in Pittsburgh last week, you know, before it happened. So, you know, all these things can, can happen any given Sunday. But I think uh, the Steelers get the win here by 4-6 to six points. Another game, column that could be exciting in Week 5, the Detroit Lions taking on the Buffalo Bills. And not too many weeks, column until... We'll be seeing the Detroit Lions live in London. Yeah, really looking forward to that, DJ. And just to pick apart your words there, who would have thought after four weeks of the season, heading into week five, just two months ago, let's say, that we would have been saying that an exciting matchup involving the Buffalo Bills? You know, I was kind of referring more to the fact Calvin Johnson's playing. <laughs> yeah, Johnson coming off a, a poor week last week where he didn't get much of the ball, so he didn't train all uh, all the practices this week. So, you know, he's still not 100%, but he'll be hoping to get a little bit more off the ball than he did last week. The Bills have uh, changed quarterback. Kyle Orton will be starting for them. EJ Manuel getting dropped after we recorded the, the podcast earlier in the week. So EJ Manuel no longer the starting quarterback in Buffalo. It is now Kyle Orton and... You know, he was the backup quarterback last year in Dallas and replaced Tony Romo for that Week 17 game. So he, he retired this offseason and now he's back in the NFL DJ after getting out of his contract with the Dallas Cowboys and he's starting for the Buffalo Bills. So I think he's a better option at the moment than EJ Manuel. I think he just needs time to develop and I don't know now if he's actually going to get that chance in Buffalo because it's such a win-now league. And So we have Kyle Orton coming in here. I think uh, Sammy Watkins will benefit from that and I think Robert Woods and some of the other receivers will benefit from that there. They also have you know, a dynamic parent in the backfield who just haven't been running the ball as effectively as you'd like in C.J. Spiller and Fred Jackson. But Jackson's been catching a lot of balls out of the backfield and we'll see more of that continuing this week, I'm sure, against the Detroit Lions defense. And the Detroit Lions, D.J., have looked very good. They really slowed down Aaron Rodgers and company there a few weeks ago. Shut them down, as a matter of fact, almost. And uh, then we've seen what Aaron Rodgers done last week against the Chicago Bears. So we've seen a, a number of teams struggling against this Detroit defense and I think that the, the Bills will struggle as well and I'm going to give a win here to Detroit I'm going to give them a, a 10 point win uh, give them a healthy win here and uh, as little as I like seeing the Detroit Lions winning DJ going to win here against the Buffalo Bills come two quarterbacks that have been in relatively good form this season face off this week Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Baltimore Ravens Luck 115 of 167 passes this season throwing already for 1,305 yards and 13 touchdowns. So let me just rewind you back there, DJ. Two quarterbacks playing quite well this season or one quarterback playing exceptionally well? Well, when you have two quarterbacks, average them. Between them, they're playing quite well. Yeah. Andrew Luck's playing very well, but we'll go quite well. Yeah, Andrew Luck's been uh, exceptional so far this season. And although, DJ, we have to comment that he went against the Jags la- or two weeks ago, went against the titans last week so you know two defenses that are also struggling so we'll we'll take a little bit off him for that but uh, i think you can't really you can't really put too much uh, criticism on him he's playing very very well so far 13 touchdowns as you mentioned through four games is, is quite exceptional joe flacco looked good last week some of it on a bit lucky dj when steve smith you know got that tip ball by own daniels went for that long touchdown he also had one of his touchdowns to steve smith was a was a botched snap that was on the ground and he kind of had fumbled it around picked it uh-huh. up picked out his man with that strong arm that he has threw it into the end zone so i think the ravens are doing a lot better than i expected they're starting to defend a bit better and their offensive lines a lot much improved and obviously they're missing ray rice and he won't be back in the team but they have a committee there to running back situation and it's uh, it's helping them along quite nicely and i think uh, even with all that it's just gonna be a little bit uh, not enough when they go to face chuck pogano and the indianapolis colts in indianapolis and to see the colts winning this by between a field goal and a touchdown and i really really like uh, what andrew luck's doing at the moment and Although I'm still not a big fan of the, the Colts defence, I'm going to give them the win here at home and let them let them move forward in their division. Which at the moment, DJ, outside of the, outside of the Texans is uh, really uh, all for them there to win. But maybe the Texans will challenge them. But Colts still, in my opinion, are going to walk that division quite handily. Yeah, Colm, you mentioned the Texans there. And week after week, they continue to surprise me this season. And I certainly didn't think they would be 3-1... and one. At the start of the season, but this week is the battle of the Texas teams. Which team really is the true Texas team? 
Are you just trying to stir up some stuff here, DJ, between the, the Texans and the Cowboys listeners of the podcast? Uh, I think you're uh, really just uh, trying to trying to start some arguments, but the UK Cowboys fans, I'm sure they'll be claiming that they are definitely not even just the Texans team, they'll be claiming they're America's team, and then uh, the, the Houston Texans will be, be claiming similar. But I think, DJ, uh, we've uh, been talking about the J.J. Watts from Houston, and uh, I think outside of, outside of him this week, uh, they're going to put some pressure on Tony Romo and company. But the way they've been running the ball and how good their offensive line has looked for the Cowboys, I think they're just going to do enough. They're going to try and use the run to try and divert some of the pressure away from Tony Romo as uh, J.J. Watt will be trying to hunt him down. And I think uh, it's going to be a good game here at the start of the season. We talked about how bad the Cowboys' defense was going to be. We talked about it on the podcast at the start of the week, uh, how much they've uh, proven us wrong, and I think that's another one here for the Cowboys. I think it's going to be quite a good win for them too, and I'm going to give them more than a touchdown win, but something, DJ, that I didn't see happening at the start of the season, the Cowboys getting into this position, and I have to say there's not a, any defensive player in the league, DJ, that I enjoy watching more than J.J. Watt, so I'll be keeping a close eye on this game. Yeah, Callum, J.J. Watt's going to have a big impact on this game, and I'm sure you heard rumours on social media that some Texans fans may think that the Cowboys are just a small team from Dallas, but I'm sure the I'm sure the UK Cowboys fans will be letting their feelings known about the Texans fans, and I'm sure the Texans fans will be having great banter on Twitter when this game comes up on Sunday. It's one I'll certainly be keeping an eye on Twitter for. Yeah, DJ, you mentioned as well, or I mentioned as well on Tuesday's podcast that. The Cowboys last week, Terence Williams had a big game, but Des Bryant was kept quite quiet, and uh, I think he'll have a little bit more of an impact on this game. So they'll be trying to trying to spread the ball around a little bit more and trying to get Des Bryant on the ball. But obviously, as their number one receiver, he's probably going to get double covered a lot of the time. So looking forward to this game, DJ. Is one that uh, that'll have a keen interest on this weekend. Yeah, and hopefully Terence Williams can have another good game this week and let the Texans mark Des Bryant all they want as long as Williams is getting the ball. That's nothing to do with him being in my fantasy team. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say that. I'm sure it had something to do with that. Taking a run through the rest of the games, DJ, what have you up for us next? 3-1 Philadelphia Eagles taking on the St. Louis Rams this week. Going to be an interesting game, especially for fantasy football people. And we're going to talk some fantasy later on in the show, but the Philadelphia Eagles defense put up major points in fantasy football last week, Colum, and I'm sure people... We'll be hoping they can do the same this week. And Nick Foles, what have you made of his start to the season? Column six touchdowns so far. Yeah, last week DJ was a major disappointment from Foles, and you know I had a bit of a go at him on Twitter, and had a lot of Eagles fans telling me back, you know, that the issues with the offensive line and that now were more so the problem than Nick Foles. It's probably a bit like you'd be telling me with Tom Brady that it's not all Tom Brady; it's more other parts and other pieces. But even watching the footage, some of his decision making wasn't great last week, and I'm sure he'll have a bounce back this week. You know, he's, he's been consistent most of the time throughout his early young career. But last year, I did mention DJ a number of times that he got away with interceptions where the ball was thrown towards the defender, misplaced pass, and the defender let it go through his hands or whatever, dropped the ball. So lots of things like that. They'll be very disappointed, DJ, last week with the run game. No run game whatsoever up until that final drive. No points really put up by the uh, offensive side of the ball. You mentioned their defence and special teams there putting up points. It was a, a kick return by Darren Sproles and interception for a touchdown and so on and so forth nothing going for them in offence so I think this is one that uh, they're going to try and improve but DJ I'm going for the upset here in this game and St Louis Rams coming off that bye week last week I'm giving a giving a win here to the St Louis Rams and maybe this will be my upset special maybe it's something that we can dig into the podcast here each and every week doing, a, doing an upset special I see a lot of people predicting a, a big blowout win here for the Philadelphia Eagles but I'm just going to give Austin Davis uh, going into <laughs> Going into his starter here after being named the starter for the for the St. Louis Rams, I'm going to give them the win. I like the Rams defense, and I think if they can uh, stop the run for the Philadelphia Eagles and stop LeSean McCoy, I think they're going to have a good chance of keeping this close and being in it right to the end. Where I think the defense will come up on top. Well, Colm, I'm going to completely disagree with you. I'll agree with you that it's going to be an upset special because when you see the scoreline and then your bank account, you will be upset. <laughs> Yeah, DJ, that's, that's probably another one. Maybe I'm just uh, losing the run of myself over the last few weeks. A bad week last week, but this week, DJ, I'm hoping to hoping to reverse the, the fortunes. Well, one of the big things going for the Eagles is that St. Louis Rams wide receiver Tavon Austin's only had 
limited practice this week, so it's going to be interesting to see how it affects him in the game on Sunday. But I'm definitely going for an Eagles win in this one. Like I said, DJ, most people are predicting the Eagles win in this one, and you're probably on the right side of the fence, but I'm going here and I'm taking the Rams. Rams! 49ers taking on the Chiefs this week on 49ers 2-2, two and two, but still a lot of rumbling in the camp. Yeah, DJ, lots actually seem to be going on behind the scenes, and uh, I did do some amount of laughing when I seen uh, Jim Harbaugh's response to, to the question about what Deion Sanders had been saying, and he said uh, he thought it was a bunch of crap that he had lost the locker room, so couldn't really put it much plainer than that, that uh, he disagrees with what Deion Sanders had to say, and uh, I think uh, obviously he's going to stand up for himself, but there seems to be rumblings going on there, DJ, behind the scenes, and you've seen the way when Kaepernick messed up, called a timeout the last day when they, they messed up the clock management, and Harbaugh just looked kind of nearly disgusted with him, and there's a, there's a lot of things going on there, DJ, behind the scenes, and they got a big win last week, so you know the team. If they're winning, they'll uh, buy into whatever the manager has to say. It's when the things aren't going well that you know the tide starts to turn. I think um, the Forty ers are the better team. I think they're struggling to get it going at times, but I think if you're looking at the two rosters, uh, I like what the Forty ers have over what the Chiefs have. But the Chiefs put in a big performance against the Patriots last week, and it depends which Chiefs team turn up. Um, and I have to say. Just a question on, you know, they traded away Alex Smith a few seasons ago. Alex Smith had a big game last week again, and he's playing some nice stuff. I wonder uh, which quarterback overall, DJ, you would pick. If you had to pick one of the two quarterbacks, who would you take to, to quarterback your team? I think going on the numbers so far this season, column, they've been quite close. There's very little to actually separate them. They have similar p- pass completion records, similar number of yards thrown, and... Alex Smith leads at the minute with seven touchdowns to six. And I'm hoping that if the 49ers get any touchdowns this week, it will be from Frank Gore, who returned from his preseason last week, even though he played <laughs> in the first three games. <laughs> yeah, big long preseason there for Mr. Frank Gore. DJ always just thinking about his fantasy football team, and have to admit I've been doing the same most of the time, but. Big game uh, from Frank Gore last week. Big his longest touchdown run of his career after that reception. Sorry, not touchdown run, longest reception for a touchdown. So two different things. He's had some quite long runs for touchdowns in his career, and uh, I think uh, arguably one of the boys that in a few years' time could be looking about going into the Hall of Fame. He is one that just seems to seems to go on and go on and go on, and every time you count him out, he seems to just bounce back up and prove you wrong. So. I think DJ here, I'm going for a win here for the San Francisco 49ers, but I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, I think the score probably around maybe 27 to 23 to the, the 49ers. Yeah, look, I think it very much, as you said earlier, depends on which Chiefs team turns up. If it's the team that turned up against the Patriots last week, I think it has to be a Chiefs win. I would say 21-24 Chiefs, field goal later on. DJ, obviously very impressed. DJ, were you by the, the Chiefs' performance against the Patriots? I mean, game, actually, which we didn't mention, broke the Guinness Book of Records for the the loud, loudest uh, stadium noise created ever. Yeah, I like the Patriots' defense and offense helped the Chiefs quite a lot. And teams like, I think, Jacksonville probably would have beat the Patriots last week. And that's not been overly critical of Jacksonville. It's just the fact they're... No wins on the book so far this season. And what, DJ, is it that you think... Uh, what do we think that New England need to do going in? We're going to go into the New England game now, talk about it. They're playing the, the Cincinnati Bengals, as I mentioned at the start of the show this week. It's it's a big game here for the Patriots, and it's one that they're, they're not often underdogs, but they're going into this game as an underdog with the bookies and by a lot of pundits' perspectives. What do you think they're going to have to do to upset the Bengals? The Bengals are obviously coming off a bye week, so should be rested up, should be ready for this game. AJ Green's had a, a toe injury over the last few weeks, but he had that bye week now. He's coming in. They have Giovanni Bernard and J- Jeremy Hill in the backfield. They have Andy Dalton, you know, playing with that new contract, and they have Mohamed Sanu throwing passes from time to time. What do you think overall, along with the, the strong defence that the Bengals possess, what do you think the, the Patriots are going to have to look to do in this game to have a winning formula? I think the Patriots really need to step up on defence in particular and even on offence to protect Tom Brady. And this is going to be the first game that the Patriots, first regular season game that the Patriots are going to have 
Brandon Browner on the field, so it's going to be interesting to see yeah, if he improves it. how he gets on in the game, and hopefully him and Revis Island will be hitting Andy Dalton quite hard. Yeah, you'll have to see uh, Darrell. Uh, he's kind of been targeted a bit over the last few weeks, and I think his coverage has still been good, but I think just the, the passes into players that he's covering have also been good, so... It's been tough for Darrell over the last few weeks, but you mentioned getting Branton Browner in there might give him a little bit more freedom to do what he likes to do. The other thing I think they're going to have to do, they're obviously going to have to run the ball better. They've had their issues again this year running the ball. Last year they ran it very, very well. I know they had fumbling issues from time to time, but ran the ball well. Obviously Gronk is going to have to get a little bit more off the ball and Edelman, but the one that I can't figure out is, I know Amendola has injury problems, but surely he didn't go from being able to catch the ball when he was in St. Louis and not being able to catch anything when he's in New England. He hasn't even gotten luck-ins. He's been decoy running the whole time. But I think they're going to have to spread the ball around a bit more. They're going to have to be creative. The defense is obviously going to have to step up and stop Andy Dalton, stop the running game a little bit, and then obviously try and cover A.J. Green, who that's easier said than done, DJ, but I would say Revis will be looking around to see if he can shut him down for the night. So it's going to be a tough one here for New England, DJ. I believe it's the, the first game they've been actually a home underdog in the Belichick-Brady regime. And you know, that's going on quite a number of years, around 10-year mark now. And You're looking there, they're underdogs. But uh, do you see the Patriots, DJ? Will you be confident going into this game? Or is it a game that you're hoping for just a better performance than we have seen in recent weeks from the Patriots to try and change the momentum, try and get a little more positivity, even if they can't get the win? Well, really, I'm hoping the Patriots will be able to do enough in this game and get the win I don't really care whether it's by one point, two points or 22 points, <laughs> as long as they can get a win, doesn't have to be a fantastic performance could be a last minute field goal or touchdown safety if it's really necessary the one Just thing anything that, to get the win the one thing I would give here DJ that the Patriots have a slight bit of hope in is the Bengals are a team that, when you do start to be, you know, lift them up the rankings, do start to talk more about them. They're a team that often let you down in that point. And, you know, they've started the season very well. And a lot of people are starting to talk about them as, you know, one of the best teams in the NFL. That happened last year. Obviously, they got to the playoffs again, then they were let down. Same the year before. But they're going in here to a big game. And a game where, you know, usually they're not expected to win. But they're going in now and they're expected to win in Foxborough. I think that there could be a little bit too much pressure on Andy Dalton, but we'll see how he gets on. But overall, DJ, it's very hard to pick against New England in New England, so I'm actually going to side with the Patriots here and give them a, a very narrow win, and I think it could even be less than a field goal win. I think it'd be a very, very close game all the way to the end, and I think they'll just get enough to get out of the bag and get the win. But really, DJ, um, it won't shock me at all if uh, the Patriots play how they have been playing, if, if the uh, Cincinnati Bengals put a number up on them here and uh, win the game easily enough, but if the Patriots can turn things around slightly, uh, I think they'll keep it close and might just sneak the win, but very, very tough to call here for me. Two games, DJ, left to go on this week's slate, and we have the Chargers, who are playing fantastic at the moment, taking on the New York Jets, so it's J-E-T-S against San Diego Superchargers. So I'm going to keep my singing to a minimum, move on to the game. Two of the teams with two of the best chance, in my opinion, in the league. Two of the simplest ones. So, DJ, Philip Rivers, does he keep it going this week? Or are we going to see the Chargers, you know, return a little bit more to normality? And are the Jets going to sneak a win here? What do you see happening? And just another question, how close is Geno Smith to getting replaced by Michael Vick? A bad game here. Do you see Vick coming in or what happens? I think Geno Smith is very close to being benched and personally I think the Jets should have done it in the off season when they brought in Vic and just given my buddy Gino some <laughs> experience working with somebody like Michael Vic and letting him find his feet and like Vic's a very experienced quarterback and I think it would have benefited Gino if it had been done during the off season. It's a question of how much of a knock in confidence it would be for Gino to be benched now. So it's it's one that the Jets' management are really going to have to think about if they see a future for Gino Smith in New York. I think, DJ, they obviously want him as the, the quarterback of the future, but you mentioned there was a tough situation in the offseason too. I thought that they should play Gino due to the fact that you know they want him as the quarterback of the future, but I do think Michael Vick gives him a better chance to win right now at the moment. and. It's, uh, he's just, just not playing well the last few weeks and it seems to be after I started to talk him up a little bit that he's <laughs> he's really started to play bad so you know maybe it's all my fault for uh, 
building him up with a little bit too much confidence. But Philip Rivers, as I mentioned, is playing very, very well, possibly at an MVP level at the moment. Donald Brown, not so much. They've had a number of issues at running back due to injuries. Danny Woodhead on injured reserve. Ryan Matthews out for another possibly four weeks. So Donald Brown playing at running back for them, and he's you know averaging two yards a carry, I believe it is isn't uh, all that great and you know you only want it to be you know enough to keep the the defense honest now we're looking for Keenan Allen, Malcolm Floyd and Antonio Gates to try and open up that passing game so we'll see if uh, Antonio Brown can do enough to to keep moving the the chains but I think uh, we're going to see the the Chargers win here but it's not going to be as quite a convincing win as some people are projecting and I think we're going to see the the Chargers win this game by around four to seven points but, uh, you know, if things go bad, DJ, as I mentioned, if the, the Chargers' defense is on top and puts a lot of pressure on Gino, maybe uh, the game gets out of hand. Uh, just not too sure to know. But it'll be interesting to see what happens with Gino Smith this weekend and if he plays bad, what the, what the Jets and Rex Ryan decide to do with the quarterback situation. One more game, DJ, to talk through on this week's slate, and that is Seattle Seahawks taking on the Washington Redskins in Washington. And by week last week, helping the Seahawks get rested up after their big win over the Denver Broncos in overtime two weeks ago. The Redskins with a terrible loss last week on Thursday Night Football, so maybe the bye week a little bit negated by that there with them playing on Thursday, having the extra four days rest as well. So not as much time uh, of an advantage there for the Seahawks. But how do you see this going, DJ? Do you think Seattle get the win here easily, or do you think the Redskins put it up to them? I, I think the Redskins are going to you know, be looking to keep it close after getting embarrassed on Thursday night football by a divisional opponent and the New York Giants and I think they're they're gonna put up a fight here against them and I think uh, I still think though that the, the Seattle Seahawks get a win here and it's gonna be in and around that six points to a touchdown mark and I think Russell Wilson will do a little bit more throwing the ball here and try and you know, try and target his receivers a little bit more downfield and the record for them hasn't been all that great. It's about fifty fifty for them on the road when Wilson has been the quarterback for the team over the last number of years and at home you know it's quite sensational only one loss for Russell Wilson so they are a bit more uh, beatable on the road but I think they're they're going to script the win here against the Redskins Yeah Colin I'm going to apologise in advance to Eli Booksaber one of our great writers here at OTI I said I think scrape is going to be an understatement <laughs> in this game I think the Seahawks are going to be well what Hawks generally are savage and are just going to tear through this Redskins team and get a 10-point at least victory in this game. So, DJ, with you picking out 10 points there, it'll be interesting to know. I know you said earlier, possibly your lock of the week to put your house on it, but we're going to go in now and talk the lock of the week so you can give the listeners your definitive lock of the week. The OTI Lock of the Week. So DJ Lock of the Week time, going through all the fixtures as we have done. Is there a game in particular, possibly even one of the ones that I talked to with Ernest, that is uh, your Lock of the Week? What are you looking at this week? Is there one in particular, or have you changed your mind on the one from earlier on that uh, you were putting your house on, your imaginary house? No, Carl, I'm absolutely (laughs) going with the Pittsburgh Steelers to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. It will be... The upset of the season, I'm going to go that far and say it will be the upset of the season if Ben Roethlisberger does not get the win in Week 5. So very confident there from DJ. Would you give us a a score prediction? Yeah, now we're not putting money on this game because the score prediction will be a lot tougher to pick. (laughs) I would say 31-14. And speaking of score predictions, the last few weeks and we'll continue throughout the season. We've been giving away an OTI t-shirt for the second slate of games and we've been picking out one game every week giving you a chance to predict the score in that game. We'll be doing that again this Sunday so stay tuned to our Twitter feed which is at Overtime Ireland. We'll be giving you more information about an hour or two prior to kick off as to which game it is so be sure and send in your score predictions. We've been sending out OTI t-shirts over the last few weeks for the closest to the correct score so be sure and get involved in that. As for my lock of the week DJ, it's actually quite a hard week to go for locks off the week but going on the games DJ and going on the current form this season going on the results overall I'm going to have to go here for New Orleans to get a massive win in New Orleans at home getting the win against Tampa Bay it's going to be a very very big game for them they have to win this game DJ they're you know if they don't win this here one they're really really you know going to struggle for the rest of the season to, to get into the playoffs so it's a must win game here for the Saints who have big aspirations going forward this season and 
know, really need to start kicking things around. They're always better at home than they are on the road. So I'm going to give a win here to New Orleans against Tampa Bay. And that's going to be my lock of the week. So DJ, that's the lock of the week done now. And that's pretty much everything done for this week's show. I guess we'll talk a little bit maybe of fantasy football if you want to, to wrap things up. Yeah, Colin, you actually, your lock of the week is fantastic on bringing us into fantasy football. I'm hoping that you're right, that it's going to be a blowout for the New Orleans Saints. Hopefully maybe two or three touchdowns for Kyrie Robinson and Jimmy Graham. And <laughs> it'll get me back to a winning record for the season, currently 2-2, two and two, which is much better than last year's 0-3 start to my fantasy season. Yeah, DJ, obviously talking about our money league there, and, you know, there's a lot of the guys in that, uh, a lot of big trades going on this week, and I mentioned DJ talking about Tom Brady. Tom Brady dropped to the waiver wire this week, so anyone going to pick him up? That remains to be seen, but it's been a been a very testing time for some of the guys in that league, and uh, not for me, myself, or not for William Timoney, who are both at 4-0 in that league, so quite a good start for us, long may it continue. DJ, you're talking about that game, hoping for big points there for the Saints. Well, I have Doug Martin in my fantasy team, and he hasn't been getting the start too much recently with his injury and so on and his unlucky start to the season. Let's put it kindly for him. And I'm hoping for a big win in the Doug Martin stakes this week by hopefully getting a, a score or two for him for Tampa Bay. So hopefully not too much of a blowout as things go for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And obviously Pat Murray is down there as a the kicker, the official kicker of the OTI podcast. Hopefully he'll get a few kicks going over there as we have him in a number of our OTI teams for this season I'm a bit worried DJ this week uh, I actually had Hakeem Nix was a player who was riding my bench for quite some time in that money league and I, I dropped him picked up Andy Dalton so I'm sure you're thinking uh, hopefully Andy Dalton is a terrible week this week but I have uh, Andy Dalton now on my bench and I also have my starting quarterback who I've been very happy with this season is Matt Ryan but on the road he's not always uh, as consistent as at home so a bit of conundrum there going on for me whether to play him outdoors in New York against the Giants. Uh, I'll have to come to that decision before Sunday, obviously, but one that's really up in the air for me at the minute. But anyone with any fantasy questions coming up this Sunday, obviously, James McGuire will be doing his starts and sits for the OvertimeIreland.com website. Check them out if you need any information, and obviously, if they're not there, be sure and tweet to us or to him. Always delighted to help you if we can get the team set up for you, and hopefully it'll be the right decision. So, DJ, a bit of fantasy talk there. Anyone that has any fantasy questions for next week, be sure and send them in to us and we'll answer them on the podcast. Or even any questions in general regarding this weekend's results that you want to hear on the recap show or so on and so forth, you can tweet them to us at Overtime Ireland or email us them at OvertimeIreland at gmail.com. So thanks once again for Ernest Biner for coming on the show. Be sure and give him a follow on Twitter. It's at eBiner. That's B-Y-N-E-R. Great follow, as you heard him talking about. He's coached a number of players around the league, possibly getting into coaching again in the future, and he's a, a Super Bowl winning running back. So any information you want in that position, do give him a tweet. He's always up for a reply to you. So as always, thank you for listening to the show. Please do continue to spread the word. Keep downloading on multiple devices. Please do subscribe. Keep telling your friends about us. Keep following us on Twitter. And until the start of next week, when we'll be back with another podcast late Monday, early Tuesday, depending on what time we get it all recorded at. I'm Colm. And I'm DJ. And until then, have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Check out OvertimeIreland.com and continue to spread the word. This has been an Overtime Ireland production.